your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Live across the nation, across the world. I still hear that music in my ear, but uh, here we go. Uh, we're in the Phoenix, Arizona. We're in the uh, Sunshine State. Well, I think that might be Florida, but hey, it's always sunny here. I got my co-host from my other coast. Unfortunately, he's not on the other coast. He's on his way to Phoenix. He's driving. He's somewhere in New Mexico. I think he stopped and got a taco or something. Coach B, you around? What's up, baby? What's up? What's going on out there? Yeah, I'm on 40 West. I'm about an hour outside of Gallup, New Mexico. Hey, hey, you you doing a lot of fast driving, man? You sure you are? You gonna be okay? Hey, I got I got somewhere to be though. I don't got time to be playing around. You're in my way. Well, little Chris say, move, get out the way, get out of my way on the highway. I think that's the edit version. But let him let him do that. Look, yeah, I'll let him do that next time. What's going man, on? You you left Sunday. You left Sunday and you were, what's that? Well, you were, you made good time because I talked to you last night and you was all the way in um, Amarillo. Yeah, I uh, left Sunday morning about ten o'clock. I was supposed to leave earlier, but started hanging out talking to my mom and you know how that goes. What you want to talk to her for? You left early. You'd be here in the studio right now. Hey, I had to tell my mom though. <laughs> you know, she, she, she don't play around. Uh, what she say? And, don't uh, come out here with no. Don't come out here with any nonsense. Hit the. Hit the uh, hit the road and uh, end up had to go down to Dallas and stop off and do some things. That's why I'm six hours behind schedule. Actually, I'm like seven hours behind schedule. What go down to Dallas? What did you have to do that put you six hours behind schedule in Dallas? I had to go to Dallas and go to my storage unit and pick up some things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot you you was coaching down there for a minute. Yeah, so okay. I went and picked up a few things and uh, now I'm on my way back. And I came up in Oklahoma City. I and shut it down about it. About maybe 50 miles outside of Amarillo last night and woke up this morning and been on the road ever since. I thought I had to do the show by myself. I didn't know if you was going to be able to make it. I was going to call oh, DA, see what was going on. No, nah, I had to. I was going to call. And I said, I might lose you every now and then now, but, you know, I'm going to call right back. Yeah, you got your uh, – obviously, I know you got your phone charger and everything, but well, I appreciate the call, man. I appreciate you uh, – Oh, I, I can't I can't have a go. I can't start a tune without my, me and my boy. There you go. Chatting. There you go. So you're going to be a practice. You ghost every now and then. Shut up. I mean, be quiet. <laughs> no, I meant shut up. Look, so you're going to be at practice tonight. I'm going to try my best to be there in time, yeah. <clears throat> How far are you out? Uh, in Gallup. I'm about five hours away from Phoenix. Uh, one, two, three. You should be at practice. I, I should be at practice tonight about two thirty, three o'clock, yeah. Yeah, we got a uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, what's good yeah. with you, man? What you got in the sports world? Anything new? Man, I just – Mark Sanchez last night. I didn't get to see the game, but I, you know, had all my friends were updating me during the course of the, my travels. And uh, the first pass, he threw a pick, you know, against my Ravens, and uh, ended up in the end of the game pretty well, though. Hey, the Ravens look good, man. The Ravens look like what year was that they won the Super Bowl? Two thousand. That defense looking, um, that defense looking pretty good. It is looking pretty. Good. You watch the game? I watched the game. You know, I stay on top of my game. Hey, Ray Lewis looked good. They, you know how they lost a couple of players on defense. 
Yeah. It's yeah. like a factory over there. Those guys just step up and continue to make plays. They play fast and they play downhill, and it's aggressive. Yes. And, and that's the key with any defense, though, is to play aggressive. You play aggressive, you're going to make turnovers. Uh, you play passive, you're going to get beat down every, every week. Exactly. And I, and I try to get that across to uh, the guys uh, over at Mason, but we'll get to them later on. But let's talk about this uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. These guys, man, these guys are um, – any quarterback that play against him, it just happened to be Mark Sanchez, the rookie from USC, who was a six-round draft pick, I believe, for the New York Jets. First-round draft pick. I mean, first-round six. six pick. That's why I got <laughs> you here. That's why I got you here. Anyway, look, <laughs> any quarterback play against that defense is going to have problems. Any quarterback. I don't care who this guy is. Peyton Manning. I'm going about Tom Brady. Yeah, most definitely. Donovan McNabb. I'm, I'm going of uh, the best quarterbacks in the league. You're going to have problems against a defense that plays fast. Their whole team is predicated on that defense uh, and the success of that defense uh, throughout the year, year in, year out. It doesn't hurt that they got uh, Flacco, who's who's more mature and had a great rookie season, who's more mature this year and made some plays. Derek Mason coming back. They got three or four running backs that they rotate in and out. It doesn't hurt that you have a a, a team like that where the defense is playing as aggressive as they did when they won the Super Bowl. Not and they lost all. their Not defense coordinator. Again, that's the key. You know, when they won a Super Bowl, they didn't have a quality quarterback. Now we have a now they have a quality quarterback in Joe Flacco. Like you said a second ago, he's much more mature in his second year um, than he was last year. And all of a sudden, you know, they still got Troy Smith back and Flacco up also, who I'm sure looked good last night because he definitely looked good against the Redskins week before last. I like Troy Smith, Ohio State. Uh, I like Troy Smith. Uh, I really do. I thought he was going to be um, a pretty good. You know, I think he got drafted in the sixth round. That's may, that may be what I was thinking about when I said sixth round. Right. But uh, I like the he, guy. He can play football. I don't know what, this, what was the uh, – did he win the Heisman? No, he didn't win the game in the second in the Heisman. But I think the reason Troy Smith's not the starter for the Baltimore Ravens is because last year he had he got sick, tonsillitis or something. They lost a whole, a whole lot of weight. Oh, okay. And so he didn't, he didn't participate in, like, almost all the camp. So they came in, like, week four, week five of, of camp and uh, – um, in the week three and week four of uh, preseason football, so he didn't get to play. So Flacco is pretty much the starter because of Troy uh, Smith's injury. Okay, personal. Yeah. Well, if if he did he go in as the starter? Because if you go in as starter, now you're not supposed to lose your job because of an injury or some sickness or whatever. <clears throat> but you know the NFL don't they don't wait for anybody. If you win one game, they think you're the new starter all of a sudden. But um, you're not supposed to lose your game as a starter um, because you got sick or anything, but I think they got a good backup in um, Troy Smith. I think Flacco will get the job done, and it's a lot easier to do that when you play a defense like the Ravens does. They lost their defense coordinator. They lost a couple players, uh, key players on that defense, but they still have uh, Reed. They still have um, uh, your boy, the linebacker, um, what, Ray, Ray. They still have um, the corners. They're going to be all right. They're going to be okay. In that, uh, so I don't know. Where, that's your team. So where do you put them now? I, you didn't watch the game, but I tell you they were flying aggressive. I tell you they look like they look when they won a Super Bowl. So not seeing the game, and I'm telling you this, you have them winning? You have them beating Pittsburgh this year? I guess Rich, uh, Coach B, cheap phone from uh, – he got it out of the Kellogg's box, I guess, but – I guess he'll call back in when we get a chance. But <clears throat> I watched that game, and the Ravens uh, played aggressive defense. So it's going to come down to the Ravens, Tennessee, and the Pittsburgh Steelers in that division. I think Pittsburgh still may have enough to do it, but 
That's out of that out of that division, the North. It's gonna come down to those three teams, and the team that played the most, the better defense, can make a few plays. And this is what the Baltimore Ravens did last night against the New York Jets. And then, granted, they played the Jets with the rookie quarterback, uh, but um, they didn't get his quarterback a lot to do. So it wasn't a lot of mistakes he could have made. He did throw a pick. I think he did panic. I think he did read into the <clears throat> hype, and it's just well, well deserved hype that you're playing one against the, one of the best defenses in the league in the Baltimore Ravens. So. Um, Mark Sanchez, he went out there and made a few mistakes, few rookie mistakes. He also did some positive things in this game as far as throwing in uh, touchdowns, putting ball in places where only the receiver could get it. Uh, the panic at the speed of the game is not like he uh, was seeing his first. You can't duplicate that speed in practice. You can tell these guys go fast and go hard, but you cannot duplicate this uh, game and this speed in practice. So, it was an eye-opener for him. I think it was a great learning experience, I think, experience for uh, Mark Sanchez, and I think he'll be okay as the season goes on. And um, these guys these guys find a way to get it done because they do have um, Rex Ryan over there as the office co- defensive coordinator, head coach slash defensive coordinator, so he's going to have his hand on his defense just like he did in the Baltimore Ravens when he was ranked as the, one of the top defenses in the National Football League. Um Right, but do you, my question for you is this, Kwame. I'm back, <laughs> just like, first of all. Yeah, yeah, get, is, get, get a good phone, man. What are you getting your phone it out it of? It ain't the phone. I got AT&T. They say more bars and more places. I had no bars and no places. You need it's to call AT&T good. and tell them you dropped the call. You think they'll pay for that? I ain't dropped the call. They dropped the call. I'm going around the mountain. You know, here I come, and I dropped the call. Oh, well. Well, well you know, what? Well, we was talking. Well, I, didn't even, I don't even know what your question was, but we were talking. I was talking as you uh, vacated. <laughs> about the, uh, I think Mark Sanchez did a lot of good things in there. But I asked you before you left. Uh, I thought I asked you, where do you put the Baltimore Ravens? Not seeing the game and me telling you uh, the aggressiveness of the defense and how they played and uh, and they look like the 2002 team that won the Super Bowl. 2000. 2000. I'm sorry. Uh, 2000. That's why you're here. But uh, where do you put them? Because you know they got to face Pittsburgh and they got to play Tennessee. And again, that's the part about you know that our division is that we do have to play Pittsburgh twice there. And and last year, you know, we had we should have went one and three, two against them. But you know, hey, referees are referees. Uh, that's why they're human. Don't put um, these referees. You know, I look in at there. it like you know. Again, it's I don't know what the situation is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, good team. They lost against the Redskins, uh, which is not a very good team. And uh, I think the Ravens can come in and. I think we can be number one team in the NFC North. I really do. I mean, AFC North. I hope so. Uh, you, you know, think, we just got to be able to play saying, football. You saying you think and you hope so, so you don't really have that confidence. That's well. I'm in week two. I'm still in week two in preseason. I don't like to make decisions until week four. <laughs> so all of the starters are playing the first three quarters of the game to see what they're actually doing. Right, right, and right. The consistency. Right. So right now, if I'm coming in, I'm saying hopefully we keep going, keep progressing day in, day out, practice, preseason games. Everybody's understanding what their job responsibilities are. I can see if we go into week four, have a good week four, week five preseason, I can see us, you know, the top team in the AFC North. Top team in the AFC North, probably going to get a bye. You know, it's tough in the AFC North. It's tough in the AFC all, all together. But if you're but the top East Coast, period, North and the East Coast, AFC East. Yeah, but I'm saying if you, you can be 10 and you can be ten and six, eleven and five, and maybe a wild card. Yes, in that last division. year, 
um, the Patriots were eleven and five. Then they make the playoffs. Eleven and five didn't make the playoffs, but <clears throat> they lost to the wrong teams. And the wrong and the teams they lost to <clears throat> went on a run and had a good record. So it, it's hard I like that. Good. I remember uh, years back. I think it was. It could have been like ninety three or something like that, where the Miami Dolphins were uh, eleven and five and didn't make the playoffs. Didn't even get in the playoffs. Just like yep. the uh, uh, Patriots last year. And yep. I thought I said that's that's kind of tough. You only lose five games, and you went you win eleven of those things, and you win lose five games. You can't get into playoffs. But that division and who wins against uh, the other team plays a big part in that. That is so true. And AFC is always. It's kind of like the NFC East. You know, any given year, you can have three NFC East teams in the playoffs. That's true. That's true. And you can't, you know, you can have no AFC West teams in the playoffs. Right. Well, you, know, you got to have one because you win the division, you win the season. You got to have, yeah, if you win the division, you're going to be in automatic. That's automatic bid. But look, I don't know if you want to hold on this long time. We, You know, we got a two minute break. I barely hear the music in my ears, so we're going to take a break. You listen to the Voice America Sports Network. This is Kwame Lots of Sports Talk. My co-host from the other coast is on his way to this coast. We'll be back in two minutes to talk a little bit more football. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
Welcome back to the Voice America Sports Network. You listening on live across the world. Let me add that part into it across the world to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk Show. My co-host from the other coast is on his way here to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, left Sunday out of D.C., Richmond, or D.C. and Virginia area. Coach B, you still there? I'm here, baby. What's up? What's okay, going man. on out there? Your, your uh, rollover minutes, they still good? Oh, yeah, I still got them. I got about 800. 800. 1500 okay. like I got a lot of them. All right. So, uh, don't, 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 don't never expire. They roll over a minute. I might have to look into AT&T. I'm with Sprint right now, but we'll see. I don't have to compare. I'm, you know, I might just get rid of my phone altogether. I'm tired of paying a phone bill. It's it's almost becoming a hassle. I, I can understand. I feel you on that, too. But without my phone, I don't know what I would be, man. I need my cellular. Oh, then you crazy. You need a phone? I think I'm too accessible with a phone. I'm, I'm about to get rid of it and just get a phone that you can leave a voicemail, and I get back to you when I get back to you. Oh, in that case, you ain't ever getting back to nobody. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Look, what's up? Go ahead. So, uh, hey, what's up with Michael Beasley? Stressed That's boy. I hate to jump the NBA, but this just bothers me. Yeah, because I was talking about football, but you want to go to Beasley, go ahead. I just don't, I mean, we can talk about, we'll go back to football. Football is football, man. You, it's yeah, on your mind. It's on your mind. Talk about Beasley. Yeah. Michael Beasley gets checked into a rehab in Houston for the, over stress-related issues. It, that's what it was? Yeah, that's what he says. Now, from the house, from, from D.C., D.C. County, matter of fact, uh, you know, I don't understand the point of Twitter. I don't understand Twitter, period. Don't get me wrong. I know you Twitter. A lot of people Twitter. I, you know what? Let me, I barely, I'm up there, but I don't even check it unless I got to put something up like the NFL alumni stuff, the golf tournament. I don't, I don't get up there like that. I don't even know who on my Twitter account, but go ahead. I don't understand how, you know, you need to, to check into a rehab because you're stressed out. Go on vacation somewhere for a month. You got the money. Get out of, get out, go somewhere. Take your mom and dad or your girl and just go somewhere for a month and don't, and relax and don't have no worries. First of all. Get your hands out of that man's pocket. You don't know what money he's have, but stress he's out. I think a contract about uh, less than a year ago, so I know what he got. <laughs> yeah, hey, a lot can happen a year, man. Trust me when I say that. Look, you, this guy, um, the NFL, the NBA should have did their homework on this guy as far as stress. I thought it was when he checked in rehab. It was I didn't even look at the story, but I did see the headlines and all that. I'm like. And rehab, the first thing I'm thinking about, professional athlete, rehab, it got to be drug. Yeah. Now, he could be stressed out, but I'm figuring out, uh, there's a lot of people that love his stress, but there's also that many more people who don't know about his stress and why he has it. So you're thinking, like, this guy's stressed out. What would he be stressed out for if he just signed a, just got out of college, just signed a uh, multi-deal with the NBA franchise? So wh- where's his stress? It could be to uh, perform better. Could be to perform at a higher level than he's been used to. It could be. I tell you what, a lot of stress come in when you sign an NBA contract is your family. Your family think they got the rights to that contract also. Now you got to take care of a few people. Um, your mom, dad, grandparents, um, the people that are close to you who's been there from day one. But I'm willing to bet a lot of these people that's, if this is the case and he's stressed out from family issues or outside friend issues, I bet a lot of these people when he was in school. For the years he were there, <clears throat> didn't call him during finals, didn't send him boxes when he needed in college. You know, they can't pay college, allegedly, um, college athletes. Didn't, didn't ask him how your finals went. Uh, you going to be all right. all right? All they said to him was, 
Don't forget me when you go pro. <laughs> you laughing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can understand that one. So he's stressed out, man. He, the guy could be stressed out for that. But I think um, the uh, now the franchise, he's in Miami, right? He, Michael Beasley's yeah, in Miami. Your team. Now they got to do something. How is that my team? How, hold on, time out. How is that my team? Miami. I just thought Dwayne Wayne should have been the MVP. That's all. It got to be your team. I Look, just thought Dwayne Wade should have been the MVP. How is Miami my team? You ain't important right now. Let's talk about Mike Beasley. We'll get back to you and your team, uh, the, Miami. Uh, whatever. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Beasley. Beasley. Look, he, he, now, it's time, now it's time for the franchise to step in and find out what's going on with this guy as he um, he's stressed out. Make sure it's okay to get stressed out, but how are you going to handle the situation after that? Or uh, what caused you to get stressed out? They need to put their research, their uh, their um, their top people on top of this situation. Make sure he don't get involved with any drugs if he's doing drugs. Make sure his stress don't turn to popping pills. Make sure his stress don't turn to alcoholism. Make sure his stress don't turn to um, losing his confidence. It may not have anything to do with those th- uh, things I just mentioned. It may not have anything to do with his game. Again, I think if he's stressed about anything, it's about the outside entities like family. Friends, uh, new friends, it could be those things that stress you out, man. And then, and at some point, yeah. he, at some point, he's just gonna deal with it and say, "F all, f all of it, forget then, all of you it." You know, he twitters, he twitters uh, negative about killing himself and stuff. Like that. I just don't think that you know. I just think that again, you know, whatever your problems are, you know, they're and I, and I feel this across the board. Whatever your problems are, they're not gravely to where you should take yourself off of this earth. I don't think that, you know, and I understand that, I understand that moniker money can't buy happiness, and that's true. For a little, um, for a little while, go ahead. Man, it helps out for a little bit, makes you smile for a couple of days, but then all of a sudden, you know, you're fine again. But, you know, I don't think that, you know, you need to kill yourself or do the stuff that you know, he's quote-unquote Twittered about. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't know about that uh, Twitter, but, um, I, I, yeah, it's now it's time for French. Again, I say the franchise needs to step up and find out what's going on now, what happened before, and what they can do to prevent this after after effect. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know wh- where his stress is coming from. What it is, it could be, it could be a, a number of things, man. It right. Could, it could be a number of things, but uh, hopefully he get well. Hopefully that was just a, that was just a thought that was on my mind. And I thought I'd get it out early. We don't have to talk about basketball no more. Go back to football. No, that was good. That was good. I mean, whatever. Look, Kwame Sports Talk Show host, co-host Coach B from the other coast on his way to this coast. We can talk about anything we want to. That's We're on the true. Voice of America Sports Network. We live, baby. We're going across the world. Hey, give us a call. 888-346-9144. And in some areas, 44. 4-4? Where are you? In, in Mississippi? Yeah, and I'll just, yeah, Mississippi and Texas, 44. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Down the south, it's 44. Hey, yeah, you can oh. call us out, man. Don't forget to check the... um. Don't forget to check the uh, blog too, the Kwamalasa Sports. Don't forget when to check the blog. On that? I have two blogs. If you was part of the show, you would you would check the blog uh, periodically. I am part of the show. And I That's do what check I'm the saying. Blog. I've been rolling the last uh, four days. Sarcastic. Check the blog every once in a while. You see what I put up there. You would enjoy what I did uh, a couple of days ago. I did something. I got, I got another question to ask you. Go. The, the, as an NFL player, ex NFL player. Defensive guy, the way Tom Brady came out a couple of days ago and said, "My fault for throwing the pick or whatever it was he did." 
I take the blame for that. You know, as a teammate, doesn't that make you feel like, okay, well, this guy's all the way back, mentally at least. As a teammate, yeah, he's – Tom Brady's looking for perfection, and I think he's got it three times by going to the Super Bowl. That's perfection. In that perfection, you've made a couple of error and mistakes that you were able to overcome. Some guys can't overcome mistakes, and it keeps them um, from getting to a Super Bowl, from winning a playoff game. Tom Brady saying that has a high confidence level that things like that is not going to shake him throwing an interception. And what he's saying is, I don't want to put the defense at a disadvantage. Uh, if I can make a play, there are some interceptions you just should not throw. There are some plays you just should not, could not make. And he's looking to make all the right plays. Some things are hard, some things are easier. Get the easier one done without fail. The hard ones, you got to work hard at them and uh, be able to overcome the difficulties of them. So as a teammate, to answer your question, yes, that gives me a lot of confidence that this guy's back. I don't like the Tom Brady rule as a defender, as an uh, opponent of his. I don't like the Tom Brady rule. If I'm trying to sack Tom Brady, I'm on the ground, and he's still in the pocket, and I'm reaching for his leg to get him down by any means necessary, that it's a penalty against me. I don't like that rule. And I didn't mean to change the subject on you, but I did answer your question. You did. But, uh, yeah. And a lot of times, a lot of times, Brady don't have anything to do with this. I want to say a lot of times, rarely he don't have anything to do with throwing interceptions. You got to give credit to the defense, the defensive scheme. Tom Brady's not a genius as per se as far as going uh, against these defensive coordinators or going against a guy who has just much as passion to make plays on the other side of the football as he does on the offense side. These guys are disguising, scheming. They're being crafty. Some of them interceptions he just can't see. The guy's just – he's that good. So you telling me um, any – Interception Deion Sanders had, it was the quarterback's fault. Deion made you throw that interception. Deion made you think that receiver was open. Deion made you, um, Deion baited you the whole way. Gave you a little out route, a little in route, and no thinking you can come back to it and take it into the house the next play. So Tom Brady saying that, that gives me um, great confidence as a teammate that this guy's back and he's going to do whatever he takes. He's going to do all it takes to win football games for us as a New England Patriot quarterback, and he's done that in the past. You can't argue with his past. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's won him. He's been the MVP. But, the, well, but at some point, I, give a, some credit to the I'm defense. A, I'm going to go off of that, that I think the Super Bowl was given to him because for some reason, I don't understand it, uh, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles have any common sense in how to run a two-minute offense. Who is that? I'm sorry? The Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. I don't think they have any concept of how to run a two-man offense. Because, again, the same thing that hurt them in the Super Bowl, in a five-man offense, when uh-huh. they should have won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, same thing hurt them the other night when they played the, the, the Colts in the preseason. And A.J. Feely with 30-some seconds left on the clock. Right. No timeouts. Doesn't hurry the people up, and he goes through a full, full cadence. What sense does that make? Yeah, that's called football IQ. That's called understanding the game situation, down and distance play, the uh, emergencies of the game. That's a football IQ. And some but guys, it comes from the head coach. It comes from the head coach. It comes from the OC. It you, comes from the position group coach. True. It's common sense. Sometimes and that's it, not the thing that hurt them against the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That you no, you making all great points and 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 true in most cases. Uh, but sometimes the player can override this. The players are on the field. The coach can have a pulse of a game, and that's when you call it. That's when you have a pretty good coach. But if you're on the field, 
There's no way you're going to tell me I don't have the pulse of the game if I'm playing at a high level. Man, I'm sorry. This time is going by so fast. we got to take another break. Got Coach B, my co-host from the other coast. He's on his way to Phoenix, Arizona. Do a couple things here and there. This is Kwame Lots of Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We will be back in two minutes. Your first... The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. This is Kwame Sports Talk. My co-host from the other coast. We're going live across the world on the Voice American Sports Network. Quite a few shows up here. Don't forget to check out Ray Ellis' show. He'll be on later on today. I'm thinking it's like 1 o'clock. Uh, don't forget to check out hard-hitting sports Mark McMillan on Fridays. Don't forget to talk to Lee Munn Williams. Lee Munn is on Wednesdays. But you can check out the Voice American Sports Network and find out all kinds of shows, various shows, not just sports. But sports is good. There's a lot of things up there you can find. Coach B, you there? I'm here, man. I'm okay. here. I'm on 40 West now. 40 West. Rollover minutes getting it. Okay. Yeah, rollover, my rollover minutes are hitting it up right now. I'm getting used. I need all the rollover minutes. You don't have it. You're not going to have any by the time you get to Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of them there. Okay. I, got a, I, got, I think I got like 1,500 rollover minutes. I'm like, I got a grip. 1,500. I'll never you, talk on the phone unless I'm on the show. You had 1,500 uh, in the last segment, so you still got 1,500? I might get with AT&T if it's like that. It's minutes, man. Minutes. You want to be a, a, a Segment's only 14 minutes. Look, well, you don't have 1,500 anymore. Take them. To, do the math. Well, I got 1,400. Okay. How's that? <laughs> man, look. <laughs> <laughs> the time, look, we, we going by fast. It is moving fast, man, but we we talking about some good stuff. What do you think about? Back to that Philadelphia Eagles thing. I mean, oh, I don't understand. As a coach, 
as a coach myself, and as you as you're coaching now, I've been coaching know, all my life. Go it, ahead. It, it, it bothers me that you know you don't prepare yourself for the two man offense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I this is the reason minute. why you lose the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was yours to have, and you lost it because you didn't manage your time wisely in the fourth quarter. I know you're passionate about some things. Did you have any money on this game or something? No, I just it just bothers me. You know, Diamonds. I know, you know, he's one of our boys, you know, so, you know, everybody, so it's like, you know, you want to see people succeed, and when you get a position, in a position to be successful like that. No, man, I'm messing you know. with you. I'm messing with you, but you're right. Uh, when when Donovan got there, I was rooting for him. Uh, I know the Patriots had a stronger team, but when he got there, I was rooting for him to win a Super Bowl. It would have been great if he got a Super Bowl, but what you're saying is they couldn't manage that two-minute offense. Right, they couldn't manage the two-man offense in five minutes, and, and I know that specifically because that bothers me to this day. Five minutes and 36 seconds left on the clock, and they're down by, I think, three or five, or whatever it is, yeah. and they're still huddling up, and they have opportunity to score because they're killing them with screens. I think uh, T.O. was open all game long. What's the problem? Yeah. Nine catches for 100-something yards? It just baffles me. That's how it is, man. Sometimes, guys, sometimes people are scared to be successful, and, and that's – Sounds crazy to say, but that is a true statement. Some people are scared to be successful because you see them in position to do great things or or better than they were doing, and they just don't seize the opportunity or the moment. They just some people are scared to be successful. We say that all the time. Um, practice. We say that all the time in the game. We watch film. You know, ever since I've been involved with football, you you look at a guy on film, and you think he could have had like two or three interceptions or or two or three sacks in this game. And the only thing you can think of is, like, he's scared to be successful. That right there takes you over the top. That right, right. there makes you the player you want to be or the player you grew up watching. That, that what, that's what puts Ray Lewis where Ray Lewis is. Tom Brady where Tom Brady is. Peyton Manning where they are. Is that they don't mind making those, taking those chances because they know those chances, you know. They're too far in between, man. They're too far in between. Right. Uh, you, when you got an opportunity, you got to – you got to uh, – it got to be – moment. Yeah, you got to seize the moment, but you got to. It's also a feel thing. You got to be like, this is it right here. This got. If you do the right thing as far as watching film, like me, I I watched a lot of film, and then I, and I in practice I knew we were running or going against what they were giving us uh, on Sunday, the upcoming Sunday. So it became almost like deja vu. The thing, the game slowed down. If you can't slow the ga- game down in your head, then it's still going fast. So you. You're going to outthink yourself, or you're not going to be thinking uh, at a higher level, enough level to get the job done. But I slowed the game down in my head, so it was like everybody else was moving in slow motion. And that's and that's how, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys do it that way. Uh, once you get to a certain, in a certain year of your career or in an NFL, you slow the right. game down in the head so uh, you can control it a lot more better. You can make more plays. You can see things before it happens. To me, it was like deja vu, like Mostly, I see a high percentage of my plays uh, that I made, I've seen them before. So it wasn't like in a surprise. That's why I don't get it when guys um, get a big play. I understand the celebration and all that stuff. But you catch a one yard out, that's no reason to celebrate. A receiver catch the ball down the field, the DB tackle him 30 yards down the field, and he get up and celebrate because he made a tackle. The guy's 30 yards down the field. He's 30 <laughs> yards down the there. field. I don't, I don't, what you celebrating for? That's, That's why it. if you make act like you've been there before, and if you continue to make the plays in the head, you got to feel like you've already done it before, like you just said. You act like you've been there before, and in my head, I've been there before because I just made the plays in my head. I slowed the game down. I, I think I was, 
I came in, I tried to play against the guy who was in front of me, and I found out that wasn't enough. So I played against the offense. That wasn't enough. I played against the quarterback in my head. So I started studying if I was playing against these guys. Then I said, I'm beating these guys in my head. And then on the field, I, get, I go out there and I get some. most of the time I get the job done. So now I start playing and game planning and scheming and watching film. What is this offensive coordinator trying to do? Because most quarterbacks watch the safeties. Quarterbacks getting their information from the offensive coordinator. So I'm thinking they trying to beat me. And be, be, trying to beat me, they trying to beat our defense. You got a game plan against a whole lot of entities, and that's the man in front of you, maybe a receiver, a running back, the the offense, the offensive coordinator. So I just went to the offensive coordinator, and I know if the if the head coach was an offensive guy, then I put those two together, the offensive coordinator and the head coach, because I know they sit in meetings and they talk about what we're trying to do to this team. And football is all Mitch Max. You you try to find the weakest link and you attack them. So I just game plan against their weakest link, who I thought it was or who was their, actually their weakest link, take care of him, and then go against who I thought was calling the shots. And, and that's what a lot of guys got to do on the field. You see these guys in position and don't make plays, and you mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles not being successful in that two-man drill. I thought Philadelphia Eagles was best when they were running that, uh, when they was doing the string. They were string from any formation, and they used to kill teams. Kill them. And I, th- I thought once they went away from that and started being a more pro-style offense and just run, 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 hit a couple outs, because they, they are West Coast, I, I would say. It's mostly a West Coast offense. And that's where the screen come in, all of them from the Bill Walsh cloth. If you look at every coach, most of those coaches that come from underneath these guys, they're from the, the Bill, Bill Walsh, Walsh cloth. It Mike, always goes Mike, back to Bill uh, Walsh. Mike Holmgren? Mike Holmgren, yeah. It's a Bill Walsh cloth. So yep. it's a West Coast offense, but they was – Really productive in running a screen from any formation, but um, <clears throat> we don't know. They might have another shot at it this year. Do you see anybody coming out the East NFC? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, NFL. I mean, all the first, all the people I see come out the NFC East, you know, would probably be you know either the Giants or the Eagles. I don't, I don't think the Cowboys are going to do it. I don't think Romo's it. I don't think the Cowboys do it. They can't even get that big screen out the way for a punter. Then. I don't think that. Uh, uh, your boy uh, Wade Phillips is the answer. My boy, go ahead, continue. Um, I just don't think the Cowboys. I don't think they they don't have a solid running game. I mean, Marion Barber's yes, but I don't think he's every down back like they want. I don't think Marion Barber's it. He's not. He, you know what, Marion Barber. yards it in, he'll get you in every time. But he don't have to get every down you're back. Hurt. I think the success to a good running game is you got to have more than one running back. I think that's why Baltimore was successful. They got three running backs over there, but Marion Barber doesn't have to be an every-down back. You got Felix Jones up there. You got to have a hit-and-run. Look at the Tennessee Titans, two backs, different styles, get the job done. And um, Chris Johnson. Right, and they get the job done. You got to have a power running back with some shiftiness uh, who can get upfield. You got to have a quick guy who's explosive, can change the pace of the game. And I think Marion Barber and Felix Jones, I think the Dallas Cowboys have that. But if, if they utilize that, they'll be successful because they have the tight end. In my opinion, a good, successful offense, a guy who can get you up and down the field, get the ball to the playmakers, and Tony Romo can do that, but at some point he get overzealous and want to force it to Witten, to his uh, best friend forever. Yeah. At some point he will, he will keep doing that. But you have to have a good tight end. The Cowboys have a, a real good tight end, Pro Bowl tight end. You have to have a, a two running back tandems that can switch the game up. Um, you got to have one that can beat those guys up for two or three quarters. Uh, spare, uh, spare them with Felix Jones, get them in and out of there, change the game up. 
have one decent receiver and you'll win you'll win football games. But now it's come down to can your defense play and they have a decent defense where they get the job done. So Wade Phillips, he he's gonna um, either get it done today or this year or he's really looking for a job. Yeah, I think I'll be looking for a job. Unfortunately, I hate to say it because I you know I had the pleasure of meeting Coach Phillips a few years ago when his son played in Arena League uh, down in San Diego in Arena Two. Yeah, he was and my coach in San Diego. Coach Phillips is a is a is a great guy. I just don't think that's where he needs to be. I don't think that, you know, Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones and, you know. Like Al Davis? Yeah, I do. I think Jerry, you know, but see, you know, you got one thing about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, you know, the way, the reason the NFL is where NFL is right now is I think because of what Jerry Jones brought to the table. Jerry Jones is not going to be successful because he cut, he cut, um. T.O. Who? You said T.O.? No, no, Tio. No, I mean that's as a player. As a player, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get those things. Like you, as a player, you're gonna get released. You're gonna get picked up. Tio is a, a good enough athlete where he can find a job anywhere. Yep. Most definitely. I but he that cut too. Tom Landry. The way he did it was uh, unprofessional. You just can't do things like that. You can't sit at the table and tell Tio, "I'm on your side. He's on your side." But we got to part terms now that's coming from the to story side of it but I mean, it's evident it's, it's, it's documented you can't do things like that and expect something good to happen it's just not gonna happen no you can't and, that, and again you know like karma that's what i say that word karma comes in comes in yeah i know some people don't believe in that but uh you i hear what you're saying though but he uh, came in but they, they still won super bowls in the 90s who they still won three super bowls in the 90s off of who players some of those coaches came in there yeah, oh, some of those coaches came in here and they were playing off other guys' players. Look at the well, they, Notre Dame. They wanted all off of Jimmy Johnson's players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then look at Notre Dame uh, Weiss. He haven't won since after playing with um, uh, my guy. Who's the, who was there before? Todd Willingham. Todd Willingham. Willingham. Exactly. Good job on that one. After he was using his well, players and he was successful the first year. After the first year, when those guys were gone, Willingham players were gone. He was terrible. Now, Willingham got fired after two years, maybe. Two or three years? No yeah, Notre Dame. Third year, yeah. Now, that's the first time that ever happened. No Notre Dame coach has ever not uh, finished out their contract. Then Weiss has a terrible year for three, four years. He's still there. I can't do After the math that. First year, he got a 10-year extension, I think it was. But look, how do you fire Williamham, who's uh, – you got to give him time to build. You got you to do recruiting. You can't get – if you give a coach three-year contract, I, I say you give him a four-year contract, contract give him time to get his players in there give him time to recruit give him time to find the right chemistry to that team so you can win if you see Notre Dame so impatient because they historically they win football games but they're so impatient they want to win right now but you got to get the right guys in there they got an academic level that everybody just can't get in there and I'm saying I don't see a problem with that you know you got to get the right guys in there there's some guys that can play but you got to it's not a Florida State it's not Florida State where you can get anybody in there at any time. Come and let them uh, sign these guys, let them sit out a year, be in a program, let them learn the offense or defense or what have you. And then when it's time, when they can play, they're coming in at full steam. But we'll take a break. This is the last segment coming up. I got my co-host from the other coast on his way to Phoenix. He's on the air. This is the Quarmalata Sports Talk Network. We'll be back in two minutes.
with 2.8 seconds left. The left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports welcome back to the voice america sports network kwame lasset again on the kwame lasset sports talk my co-host from another coast on his way out to phoenix arizona we going live for the last segment across the world so world, world. 888-346-9144. Any questions or comment? Four fold. where? Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, the boot, you know, down there. Or oh, if you just don't know how to talk. But look, uh, we're going live across the world. You got a question to come in, call in. Uh, Coach B just gave you the number. Also, what's new on the Voice America Sports Network is, don't forget to check out, uh, we got two new features, our radio blog, which is a good deal, and our iRadio monthly newsletter. So go uh, get on the uh, Voice America Sport Network. Check that radio show out. Uh, check the radio networks out. Again, that's iRadio blog and radio monthly newsletter. So check those out. Coach B, last segment. Hey, I'll be in the studio next week. I'm excited. You'll be in the studio. We can, uh, I had some coffee. I haven't had coffee in a while, so in the studio. You know, I've been doing the show from the uh, from campus, so. Right. No coffee there. But, uh, okay, we got a uh, last hey, what's segment. Going on, uh, what's going on baseball? Anything going on baseball? No, we don't talk about baseball. We can talk about anything we want to. Again, man, let me help you understand this. It's Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Okay, my bad. <laughs> uh, what's going on baseball, Coach you know? B from the other coast on his way to this coast. Yes. Can't hey. wait to get there, too. Okay, look, dig this then. Philip huh? Rivers. Philip Rivers, have you heard the news on him? Nah, what's going on? I've been, been traveling. Six-year extension with the San Diego Chargers. Extends through 2015. 37 or 38 to $39 million guaranteed. What kind of recession we in? Ooh, we. But it was a six- Eagles. See, Eagles are a different beast. 
Yeah, you know what? Philip Rivers is a good guy. It, it happens to good guys, man. He's a good guy. I, I know Phil. I met Philip Rivers when we was there when I was in the Chargers. He's a good guy. He was humble. Uh, you can look at him the way he plays. He's a passion. He couldn't get on the field right away because they had we had Drew Brees over there. So Drew Brees, and you can see the numbers, and you can see why he had to wait his turn. But they try to, um, you know, they try to force him up out of Drew out of there. Uh, that was Marty Schottenheimer and his Neanderthal coaching. Uh, but Phillip Rivers, six years, thirty-eight point five million guaranteed. Uh, that's the full value of the deal. Is ninety-two million dollars. That's a lot of money. But he he's worth every bit of it. Over I mean, the first twelve and four, eleven and five. They started off a couple of years ago zero and two and came back and went eleven and five or something like that. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, and it, but he gonna make fifty million over the next three years of that deal. That's that's yeah. half the money right there. More than a little bit of yeah. half the money over the next. He's three a hell years. of a player. He's a good guy, man. I'm telling you, he he goes out to work. He Philip Rivers signs up, but you know before that, I think. Um, Eli Manning set the bar. I think Eli did a six year, ninety seven million. Uh, I think the same thing was guaranteed uh, as far as uh, money was going over there. I don't know. I think it all started with Donovan, ten year, hundred twenty five million dollars a couple no, years ago. No, no, no. That started with um, no, they didn't. It started with um, Brett Farr, I think it was, and then Donovan got that. Oh, it did. Donovan uh, got ten year, one ten. Yeah. $25 million dollar deal. Yeah, before Donovan even got that, he was we was out. He's you know he's always out in Finney. He said this thing don't t- don't say anything like who am I talk to you about your contract? Yeah, but it was a, it was a bunch of us though, and it was supposed to come out, and you just and then when you see it on the news, you like you you know again you already heard about it, you already knew about it. Right. But I think it started when uh, some quarterback. I thought it was Brett Favre. Who got that deal, and then Donovan got his right after that because Donovan every year has his team in the playoffs. Not Culpepper. What? It was Culpepper. You think so? Yeah, that's what it was. Because then, because they Culpepper then Donovan. Well, and then I they Culpepper went to Dookie. I can't see Cole. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because Culpepper fell off after that. But anyway, uh, Philip Rivers get that deal, man, and I think that's that's good for him, good for the team because you got some guys coming up. You got to sign up. I don't know if uh, Gates is coming up. I don't know if Mariam's coming up or Sean Phillips. You got to fix that defense. Sproul, you, you franchise uh, Sproul, so you may want to keep him because, you know, just as a backup at Ladanian, you want to keep that guy right there. Uh, is, is, so. is Sproul's backing up Ladanian or is Ladanian backing up Sproul? Are you for real? You. you for real? I mean, I'm not big. I'm just saying from what, you know, Last year, I know Ladainian was hurt last year, so he went into camp hurt and he continued the whole season hurt. And once you go into camp hurt, then pretty much, you know, you watch the whole year away, except, you know, the exception of Peyton Manning. Ladainian, you know what? He, ever since I've known him, playing with him or playing against him, he's never been through camp. When he came into the league, he missed a few hold, contract holdouts, so – He's been hurt in the, in the at the uh, end of the season. I think because you don't go through camp. I think anybody that go through camp, they make it through the year. Uh, and there's uh, as a high percentage of guys that go through camp and make it through the year. Ladania is still the starter. Sproles are back him up. You got to have two good backs. And they have a guy over there. They got out of um, LSU. He used to be a running back at LSU, but he's a fullback here. Uh, we're in San Diego with the uh, Chargers. And I think um, they have a good nucleus over there. The defense is still strong. They still have playmakers on the defense. But I th- LaDainia didn't play in the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff, and they still almost pulled that off. So him going through camp is a big plus and a, a, you know, a big positive for the San Diego Chargers. And I think he 
you know, as a as a player that the caliber, you always feel like you got something to prove. You don't know why you do because the naysayers or the pronosticators think they know more than you just from reading clips on a web page or watching the TV. But he always feel like he got some proof, so I think he'll go out there and have a good year. You still got Antonio Gates to throw to. I think they got another receiver over there that's there doing uh, well. Big Jackson. Ben Big Jackson. Jackson, yes. Uh, uh, so I, I think yeah. they'd be all right, but signing Phillip Rivers to that deal uh, is a positive for those other guys who, um, you know, general manager, A.J. Smith, said, I guess he said, let's get it done. He sent the same deal uh, similar to what uh, Eli Manning. And you know Eli, it only made sense, and i tell you why. Eli Manning, well, the irony of it, Eli Manning was drafted by the Chargers. He said he's not coming here. He goes to the Giants, get that deal. So you got to say, okay, we got Phillip Rivers, so we think he's just more important to our team than Eli is to the Giants. So a couple of days later, he get this same deal. It's a similar deal, six years, $92 million. Uh, Eli's was six years, 97 I think it was. Same deal pretty much, give or take a million. But – the irony of it is that those two guys are involved in these huge deals at this moment. And then don't leave out uh, Roethlisberger. I think Roethlisberger's got something around that um, 102 eight-year contract extension was $102 million. He got that last year, well, in 2008. Right, so, okay, yeah, I sure did. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but yeah, I don't know what these are. The whole quarterback uh, class. Co- yeah, I think, exactly. I think, that, I think Roethlisberger is the uh, cream of that class. You think so? Well, two Super Bowl wins, that tells you right there by yourself. I mean – you know, a lot of quarterbacks, I, I'm not going to argue with that, but I'll say this after that comment you made. He could be the cream of that class, but a lot of quarterbacks don't have a lot to do with Super Bowl, a la the uh, Baltimore Ravens in 2000. Had, have, a lot of quarterbacks have nothing to do with Super Bowls. All you got to do is hand the ball off, give it to the guys you're supposed to give it to, um, throw a quick hitch. You got look at his surrounding cast. Look at the guys he have around him. So, all we need you to do is get the ball to the playmaker. And it takes a lot of skill work to get that ball to the playmaker. So I'm not saying Ben Rossberg. I'm just saying. Well, they won the Super Bowl last year. The offense ranked, uh, if not if I'm mistaken, almost 20th in the league. Yeah, but look at that defense. Just ranked, ranked number one. Ranked number one in the league. That, that supersedes a whole lot of things. You can't score. We got a chance to win. And I think yep. they had the power, firepower over there to win. Look, man, we got about, ooh, we got a minute left, even probably less than that. But I think in that last segment, they cut our minutes down because I'm looking at my watch, and it's 9.53. I'm trying to figure out how that works. I'm looking at 9.56 right now. Okay. Well, on my watch, is 9.56. Okay, you're right. 9.56 on my phone. Okay. Your watch is a little jacked up. Yeah. But that, besides that, I think my minutes are being cut. They're trying to tell me See, something. You what ain't you got think? no rollover minutes, huh? I'm talking about my airtime minutes, man. I need some airtime. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get some airtime rollover minutes. i got to go talk to Ray about this. I'm going to get me a – so this I should have about an hour and 15 minutes now. Yeah, it's a rollover minutes. As many times they cut us back one, two minutes every week. All right, man. Look here. We're going to get off the air. Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, call in with questions and comments. Uh, Coach B, I'll see you at practice today. Hopefully you get here safe. It's the Force America Sports Network. You listen to the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. We'll catch you guys back next week. Anything else? We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.